Live from the Business Radio X studio in Atlanta, it's time for Dental Business Radio, brought to you by Practice Quotient. Practice Quotient bridges the gap between the provider and payer communities. Now here's your host, Patrick O'Rourke. Hi there, friends of Dental Business Radio. This is your host, Patrick O'Rourke. Thank you for joining us today. Um, want to thank our sponsor of the show, Practice Quotient, PPO Analysis and Negotiation. We are uh, Practice Quotient is top tier representation for top tier providers to get top tier compensation and make sure that everything's fair and equitable with your business partners in the insurance industry. If you don't think you're being treated fairly, you should contact Practice Quotient at 470-592-1680 or visit their website at www.practicequotient, that's Q-U-O-T-I-E, and as in Nancy, T.com, Practice Quotient, like Intelligence Quotient, but Practice Quotient. So thank you to Practice Quotient. And that brings me into Dr. Nathan Kupperman out of Hello. Northern Florida. How are you Hello, today? Sir. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. It's good to see you. Good to see you, Pat. So Nate is building a burgeoning dental enterprise in the northern Florida area, specifically the Panhandle. Mm -hmm. Would that be an accurate description? That would be an accurate description, Pat. So how many practice locations do you have now? We are at five locations. Five locations. And so what's really unique is that to me, you have one location that's directly on the Florida State University campus. Go Seminoles, right? Mm-hmm. Go Noles. Go Noles. We should do that. Oh, 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 I was going to do that at the beginning of the show, but I don't have any like harmony or talent in that. Otherwise, I'd be doing music. And not same exact same exact chance as the yeah. uh, Kansas City Chiefs. So I believe the Seminoles had it first. <laughs> And so, you know, last time the Chiefs came to Florida, it didn't work out so well. No, it did not. I'm just saying. They came to the Tampa um, City of Champions. Shout out. Um, I happen to know some very cool people from Tampa. And at any rate, um, so you're, you're over there. So you have a practice on FSU and then you have started expanding because the first time I talked to you is that, you know, actually a couple of years ago where you had the one practice and then you had another practice. Um, and there was a difference in the practices, not just the campus thing, but there's also a difference in your, your network participation. And so I think that you've kind of discovered product probably on your own that there's, there's different ways or there's different strategies for your network you know, depending on your practice. So it depends on where your practice is and some other factors. Um, can you elaborate on that? Well, I would say at the, the, the college campus, you know, it's very heavily insurance driven. Um, and then as you get out to more of the rural offices, it's, it's a lot more fee for service ratio wise compared to, to the PPO. Um, but I think it's, I think it's good to have a nice payer mix because I think it creates a consistency of patient flow. You know, you're, you're going to get those fee-for-service patients, those pie-in-the-sky patients, you know, here and there. But it's mm-hmm. nice to have that consistent flow of the PPO coming in. Another thing, too, that I think I've kind of discovered is I've kind of started to shift out of network with insurances. Mm-hmm. And I hire, I hire providers and I put them in network. So, you know, the patients that absolutely, you know, want to use their insurance can but then, you know, sometimes you have patients that come in and they meet me and they, you know, they're like, they're fine paying fee for service fees. So 
I mean, at the end of the day, I think like a PPO is it's kind of like a marketing technique because, you know, you're taking the write-off, you're taking a 25, 30% write-off on fees, but, you know, you're getting getting patients in the door. So it's a good thing, especially if you're doing, uh, you know, implants and surgery, it's, you know, PPOs are, are pretty reasonable when it comes to that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Um, well, that's something that uh, is nice to hear. PPOs are reasonable. So, you know, it's kind of the gospel that I preach is that um, PPOs are quite useful and effective depending on circumstances. Uh, mm-hmm. And it depends on the practice and what your patient acquisition and retention strategy is. Obviously, how much is a practice reimbursed based on what the treatment mix is. And, you know, but it's not free marketing. It's just outsourced marketing. You know, if you really think about it, you know, if you're getting, you know, let's say 30, you said 30% discount. So I think that that's fair, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say that you're getting 30% discount off of your standard fees. Let's Mm -hmm. assume that your standard fees are, you know, reasonable rate for the area for Tallahassee in your case. Um, You know, you're spending $30,000 to get 70. Is mm-hmm. that fair? Sure. I think, you know, because you're over better, better, It's better 70 than nothing, right? Right, right. And so, you know, the, I think the challenge is sometimes when the reimbursements get down to like 50 cents on the dollar, you know, and then mm-hmm. you're, you're like, well, you're, you know, you're not coming yeah. to well, that's the, I mean, that's why, that's why you got to stay away from those, those certain insurance companies, which I will not name. <laughs> gotcha. Well, they yes, appreciate sir. it and I appreciate <laughs> it because sometimes they call I don't know. I think we have a productive conversation occasionally, but I'm not trying to call anybody out on the show. You know who you are. Um, so the so you found, and I also think that, and this is for our listeners. One of the things, if, if you, I, I think it's important to promote because that's what you're doing. Is the the dental insurance company is using Nathan Copperman's name, right, and Knack Dental Group as the, that's the product. So you guys are actually at the point of service, you're delivering the care, right? And so you, they're using your name to promote and say, hey, well, we have a network and these are top tier docs over here. They're doing implants. They're doing all the great things that you guys do there. Um, and so they're using that to promote their brand. And so it should be viewed as a, a, a partnership between you. And I, and I realized that not everybody on either side of the ball um, completely embraces that philosophy. Uh, at least privately, you know, mm-hmm. um, but that's my view. And so I think that you understanding that particularly at this stage, you know, that, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're like, look, if I can't, you know, compensate my associates um, as they should be, because you're recruiting really talented associates from what you were telling me. Um, and you need to be able to compensate them. Right. And that's just, that's part of it. And so if they want an act dental group, then it, it just needs to be reasonable. It just has to be equitable. It's not like you're trying to, you know, you just, if you're getting less than 50 cents on the dollar, I always tell my clients, I'm like, well, listen, you know, what's the difference between 50 cents on the dollar or, you know, giving a 50% discount to um, ABC company, or, you know, I'm not going to name any names. It doesn't really matter because it's unfair about it versus going on Groupon every single day. Hey, I'm half off. Come on in. What's the difference, you know? Um, yeah. And I'm not endorsing Groupon either, by the way. So mm-hmm. every time I say that on stage in front of, you know, 100 docs, somebody from Texas jumps out of their chair and they're like. Funny too, because I feel like in cities, you know, you see like the Groupons for like the whitening and stuff. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, there's some controversy on it. And so yeah. Texas I just, always. I just, 
I just hope dentistry isn't like completely commoditized like that. But, you know, I think sometimes it's kind of inevitable, especially with, you know, seeing, uh, I've seen some stuff with like Walmart is already starting to try to hire dentists. Mm. That's, that's going to be pretty interesting too. But that's why I, that's why I almost think though, to, to remain competitive, you know, you're going to have to have a group of offices, you know, you're not going to be able to just be that, that solo office. If you're, if you got Walmart down the street, you know, charging, you know, $10 for a filling or something, but. Well, let me ask you a question. Did you realize that Walmart also had a salon and a barbershop? Did they? Well, you ever got your haircut there? No, they do have optometrists though. I think they do pretty well with that. I'm sure that they do well with everything too. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying that you look like a guy cares about his hair. Yeah. I care about my hair too. I like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm very particular about who touches my head. Yeah. Um, And so I've also heard this with, with dentistry where it, it, you know, kind of becomes a commodity and that it'll go the way of like pharmacy, Mm -hmm. for example. Um, Maybe, you know, I mean, I'm not Nostradamus or Miss Cleo. I can't predict the future, but hopefully not in my lifetime, you know, I think that people care about who puts fingers in their mouths. Let's say just for the sake of conversation, 50% of people don't. The other half certainly do, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'll raise my hand as one of them, you know, and then even out of that, let's say half of the people don't. They'd certainly care who puts fingers in their kids' mouths, I would imagine. Now, not everybody, but, you know, for every person that says yes, this person that says no. Um, so so back to NAC Dental Group. I like your slogan. What? Give me the slogan, the motto. So I like to say that we have a knack for dentistry. You know, we have a knack for relationships, for business. So it's kind of what, what I aim for. Mm-hmm. And John Ray liked that a lot because he's simple like that. And he likes things that he can remember. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta kiss man keep it simple stupid that's the way to do it you know right and so I'm, I'm looking at your website right and i was looking at this earlier I'm like wow well I, i'm not seeing knack dental group and just like wow this, this is the greatest dental like that's there don't get me wrong but we're also i see practice management apprenticeships consulting tax planning are you doing tax advising um, I am not an accountant, uh, nor do I, you know, endorse myself as an accountant, but I do work with a very good accounting firm. Mm-hmm. So I definitely get a nice, you know, referral base going to if a dentist comes on and they're looking to get tax advice, I definitely have a network to spread to them. Cause I, I don't know about you, Pat, but I, I, I mean, I get really excited about taxes and I get excited <laughs> about the, the tax structure, you know, and kind of, kind of, it's the whole thing is doing, doing what the government wants you to do. And then they reward you. And it's as simple as that, but you have to play by the rules, you know, mm-hmm. got to, so, got to understand the game. Yeah. So, and, somebody, and somebody who's interested in that, you know, that's, yeah, that's a, a door that I'm willing to open for them when they come right. on board. I'll give a yes, shout sir. out to, to our tax guy. Who's uh, my partner, Scott Marquot, who doesn't listen to the show. So, you know, at any rate, it, you know, as he tells me all the time, you know, in, wow, it's, it, it's crucial. Like, how are you structured? Right. What are you doing? Are you creating a nexus? Like uh, the easiest way to build wealth uh, in this country or one of the key components is tax mitigation. Yeah. Like, create, no creating, question. creating tax shelter, leveraging debt to create tax shelter, to create cash flow, And it's just like a never ending process. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you're building equity at the same time. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing. And you know, when dentists can kind of, open their eyes and see the bigger picture and kind of look, look at 
things from 10,000 feet above, it, it makes a lot more sense. Cause sometimes, you know, dentists, they get so um, hyper-focused on the, the dentistry and the clinical aspect, which mm-hmm. is good, you know, but you also have to step outside the box and look, look at the bigger picture. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. That's good. One of the things about the show and, and it's also understanding what we're all good at too, you know, as a business owner, it's uh, difficult to be an entrepreneur. And so you need a kind of a, an advisory board at the very least um, and a network of folks to help you out. You know, I can't be an expert in all things. I'm an expert in what I do. And so, mm-hmm. and I don't like to do all things, right. I'm not an IT mm-hmm. expert, for example. And so that's what your building here looks to me like is um, sort of, you know, a family, but like, even if folks don't want to focus on, if the docs want to focus on clinical and they want to make sure somebody's protecting their interests, and then they talk to you and you mm-hmm. have a knack for helping them accelerate their careers. Like what, how do you, what, why do associates come to NAC Dental Group? I think it's because I'm a dentist. Um, uh, I think it's because, you know, I'm, I'm not a suit. Um, and I just, I build a relationship with every single dentist that I recruit. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they, they also too, you know, I think one of my, one of my keys to recruiting associates is I like sending them cases that I do. Um, I like sending them clinical stuff and kind mm-hmm. of just seeing if we're on the same page philosophy wise. But I mean, some of these, you know, dentists that I've, that I've recruited, I mean, it was like a four or five year relationship prior, you know? So it's not like I just meet, meet these people. And now some of my associates yeah, but I think I just like to say, Hey, you know, I'd love to have you on board. Like, I just you know want to treat you fairly pay you transparently and not like not the type of guy to, you know, try to mess with the numbers or anything. Cause when I was an associate or a contractor contracting at a bunch of different offices, you know, I wasn't really treated that fairly, you know, and uh, you know, the numbers were played with and it's just, it's not, it's not fun to be in that situation. And I, and I kind of want to, I, I like to kind of almost protect dentists from that happening to them. So mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of like my, my thing, you know, cause when I, when I talk to them, but I think there's, there's just trust, you know, it's, it's different. It's, there's some, there's, there's trust. There's a relationship with, with the doctors that work for me. You know, it's like, do, do right. You know, do, do want to others as you would want done to yourself. So that just, mm-hmm. kind of, that's, I think that's kind of like my philosophy, but it's a, it's a great culture, you know, it's powerful and we're, I mean, we're small, we're small Pat, you know, but I think we're, we're powerful for the, the size that we are. I, I know. I think that sometimes people grow too fast. You yeah. Know, it's, mm-hmm. you, it's all about smart, intelligent growth mm-hmm. um which i think that that you're doing and that's why I, I wanted you on the show because it's 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 interesting to me you know mm-hmm. it's it, i talk to a lot of folks all the time and so um how you're you're approaching it is a little bit different you're utilizing different network models you're um kind of backstopping your clinical um expertise with um the business aspects uh, in an intelligent manner. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the first I've heard really of the compensation and, and transparency, you know? Yeah. But I, I, I know like a lot of, you know, business advisors are advise against it, but I'm just a huge proponent of paying doctors on their production. When you, when you walk into the office, you know, you, you don't want to be focused on what the front desk is doing. You know, are they collecting, are they doing their job? You want to focus on doing the production, doing the work and getting compensated for it. And that's, I think that's the whole point of being an associate, right? You know, if you're an owner, you got to worry about all that stuff. But if you're an associate, you just go in, you do the dentistry, you get paid for what you do and you go home. And that's, that's the glory of an associateship. So I think the, I think being paid on production is the epitome 
of an associate being an associate because you can pull up your production report at the end of the day and I can pull up your production report at the end of the day. And it's 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 kosher, you know. We just we agree on our percentage and that's what you're paid on. I just like the doctors being able to monitor their own numbers. So they're accountable for you know what they get paid. It's not it's not me. They bring the production report to me, you know? So it's mm-hmm. kind of it's a cool, it's a cool philosophy, as opposed to them trying to hunt down collections or make sure that somebody paid for something. So um yeah, that doesn't sound fun at all. Uh, yeah. I just have Scott run around with a baseball bat, you know, he keeps it in his trunk. Yeah. But if um, but if, if they're gonna get paid on collections, then they might as well just go buy an office because they're gonna have to deal with all that stuff anyways. All right. So. Well, I'll tell you when I, I get calls from, I, I say the kids, but you know, come July, I, I always get a t- ton of calls and they're like, I just bought a practice, um, you know, today. And, um, you know, we closed today and I'd like to be credentialed and have really high fees on Monday. And uh, I just kind of laugh. I'm like, that's not yeah, good. it's like, that's like a two to three month process, buddy. Yeah. And I'm like, well, welcome to the business owners club. All right. Yeah. Congratulations. I don't have a yeah. jacket for you, but you're the, you're the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, the website guy, the marketing person and HR and everything mm-hmm. else. By the way, you got to be a dentist too. Oh yeah. And that HR, that HR one is so sweet. That's, that's the best part, Pat, you know, that HR, all those women. <laughs> I always, I always say my job is, is keeping women happy. Honestly, <laughs> that's, that's my job, Pat. Uh, no, I hear you. We have a uh, we have a lot of uh, females that work here too. Um, but there's there does tend to be a lot of females working in the dental practices. Why? Why is that? There's not a lot of male front desk slash dental assistants slash hygienists. Why? Why is it such a female dominated field? Um, sometimes I think it's because I think females they take ownership without being owners. Yeah, you know, because mm. they get if they get emotionally attached to a position, you know, they become very passionate about it. Um, whereas I think like there's less ego involved, you know. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of times I think I think men, you know, they need to be like the head honcho or they need to oh be the owner or be running the show or something. But women, it's like they're more um like altruistic. They just want to kind of they want to just help, you know, they they're passionate. And that's that's why I really ad- admire about you know, women employees is their passion and their dedication. So right. I think that's, that has something to do with it. Yeah, they're not, you know, but they always exceptions, but generally not mm-hmm. alpha, like some, yeah. some males tend to be, you mm-hmm. know, come in beating yeah. their chest, peeing all over stuff, calling yeah. it their property because they peed on it. And a lot yeah. of times too, you know, they don't want the responsibility of ownership, you know, because they have children, they have a family, you know, they, right. they want to come to work, you know, have a stable job, stable income, and then be able to go home and, you know, enjoy their family, enjoy their children. Sounds, I mean, it makes complete sense. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I want to do too, to be honest with you. Um, mm-hmm. and so, you know, when you have, do you have any kids yet? No, I do not. I do no. not yet. So. Wow. Yeah. That's, it changes, changes everything. Yeah. Um, you know, people are like, what do you do for fun? Pat? I'm like you hang out with your kids. <laughs> I own my own business and I have two small children. So, <laughs> um, I guess if nobody's talking to me and there's nothing on fire and it's quiet, I'm going to sleep. So if you're asking what my hobby is, I'm going with napping. Yes. Napping. Uh, I like it and I don't get to do enough of it. I'm a big proponent. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so you've been building this down. Are you a Florida native? Yes. Yeah. I'm from central Florida from, from Brevard, Melbourne. And I went to, went to, went to Florida state for undergrad, came back to Nova Southeastern Fort Lauderdale, went to dental school, lived down there, got the, got the South Florida experience, which is great. Lots of culture, you know, lots of, it's really is a melting pot. 
of like Russians and Brazilians and Colombians. And it's, it's, it's an amazing place. It really is. It's so nice to go there and visit. Um, but then I, you know, I had established a relationship back in Tallahassee when I was in school. So I went back to an associateship, started contracting, and then, you know, a group of the offices I was working at, they, uh, you know, the guy needed to sell and I was just the right place at the right time. And, and then, you know, we added on another office, added on another. So it just, things kind of fell into place. But also, it was kind of like a common sense thing. You, you kind of go where no one else is, you know, you mm-hmm. go where there's high demand and no competition. Mm-hmm. And that's like, kind of like the philosophy of Mac that I like to embrace. So, and some people just, I mean, it's really hard for them to chew on. They just can never imagine sacrificing that, you know, that high end metropolitan lifestyle, God forbid, you know, even if it's for a temporary amount of time. But you just, yeah, it's that short-term sacrifice that makes the biggest difference. Right. So you're living in the panhandle, you know, mm-hmm. so Florida is not, you know, for those listeners who are not familiar with Florida, Florida is quite the diverse place. So I grew mm-hmm. up in West Florida uh, in Tampa. Uh, people, when I tell them I'm from Florida, they're, it, they have this, I guess, mental image, like I'm cracking coconuts all day. And I'm like, no, Tampa's like Philadelphia with palm trees. All right. There's no beach. You know, the beach is an hour away. It's across the bridge. Like there is a bay, but it's brown and it's shallow and it's filled with bull sharks. You don't get in there. Um, you know, but Tampa is very, is, is much more blue collar. My wife is from South Florida. And so South Florida is different. So that's kind of like, I don't know, you know, definitely busier, uh, you know. Some might say a little bit more um, New York City like, you know, a little bit more entitlement, uh, a little bit more uh, vain, uh, a little bit more glitzy um, than, you know, Tampa, which is kind of more uh, more blue collar. You know, I think that's fair. Um, if you have a problem with it, um, call John Ray. And he told me that. And so anyway. If, then you get up to the panhandle, right? And even Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville is a huge city, right? But the panhandle in particular, um, that's not like where I'm from. Like That's south, southern Georgia. It's southern Alabama. Yeah. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's a totally different culture, right? Yeah, it's and a so, culture. You know, and so you're Brevard. You're kind of, that's to me, that's surf country right there. Um, that's not South Florida. That's surf country. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you're up there. And so you're making your way. Did you find any any differences between the South Florida folks and the people up in the panhandle yeah um you know we kind of talked about this yesterday too but it just it's a a slower pace um i think people are just (coughs) just more relaxed more calm and uh, people just enjoy you know a slow relaxed conversation which you know sometimes in south florida or more congested areas it's you know you're on the go you're on the go you're on the go it's you know get in get out say what you got to say and get out of there whereas southern's more it's more relationship building um more slower conversations. And it's just, it's different, especially if you're used to, you know, wheeling and dealing and having to, you know, talk fast and sell quick. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's complete. Slow, it's complete. Down. Yeah. I got slow it down. That was probably one of the first things that I learned, you know, my first year being back up here. You know? mm-hmm. Right. So. And so like, does the FSU play well, you know, just kind of across the panhandle or do you get like across the border in Alabama and they're like, um, you're not SEC, you're not Auburn in Alabama. Is that ever? I, w- I will say too, the FSU office though is a little bit more like South Florida kind of patients because you got you know kids that get in there and they they, they don't want to chat you know they just want you know those kids in. are from South Florida yeah, yeah they want to they want to get in get out you know they got you know the something they got they got class or you know they got to go to the gym or you know they have like a frat social or something there's you know they, you know get, take care of me and get me out of there it's not like the more rural offices where it's it's you know it's older folks that want to sit down so I guess you get a little bit of taste of 
of mm-hmm. both patient bases, you know, working, working with the organization. Mm-hmm. So the FSU, they're very busy in their pursuits of higher learning is what mm-hmm. I'm hearing. Yeah. Shout out to FSU. <laughs> uh, so that, yeah, I mean, that totally makes sense. I mean, that's kind of a, you know, an environment all on its own FSU. And so, I have kudos to you for, you know, being able to adapt and, and understand that structure. Do you have mm-hmm. docs that want to work at like one location versus another? You know, I think, I think the doctors mainly want to work at FSU in the beginning because it's, it's kind of like a dental school clinic in a sense. You mm-hmm. know, first they can't really wrap their head around, you know, going out to, to Perry, Florida, going out to some rural place. Um, Shout out to Perry, yeah. Florida. Actually, very nice city. <laughs> good old, good old Perry. Perryville is what I like to call it, but yeah, no, you know, they, they go into that office and it just, they seem to like that. But again, you're doing high volume PPO um, work. And then, you know, you get a taste of going to the rural offices and seeing some more, you know, high end fee for service patients. And it's a little bit more relaxed. You know, you don't have to work so much and it's mm-hmm. much higher reimbursement. Then, then you kind of get, you know, you, I have some doctors that really actually prefer the rural offices, surprisingly, mm-hmm. you know, they don't, they don't mind the commute. So right. but, and yeah. It, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, I've, I've had similar feedback from uh, other providers that, you mm-hmm. know, they didn't want to, you know, go out state, you know, whatever in Georgia, it's like, well, Atlanta, you know, uh, it's an acquired, it's an acquired taste pad. That's or, what it is. I, you yeah. know what? I feel like when to, he get a little older, you get, you know, you can become part of these communities, you know, and you know, you have kids they are good places to raise kids. That's exactly. Yeah. yeah. I like, I like slow. Like I said, my hobby is napping. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um. So what's, what's new and exciting? Like, what are you, what are you, what are you digging yourself into mentally right now? Funny enough, I mean, you probably make fun of me, but I, I just um just bought a, a coffee truck. There's a there's a local uh, coffee um, chain in town. It's mm-hmm. like a rave, you know. It's like this local brand. And uh, this, what are they called? Uh, Lucky Goat. But the, the owner, you know, he he had a truck. He wasn't using it, so gave me a good deal on it. And I just you know set up a little franchise with him. But what I did is I. I set up the coffee shop outside of one of the rural locations and it's, it's funny. It's like the talk of the town, you know, everyone's saying freaking out that they have like good coffee. Now it's just driving a bunch of people into the office, but it's kind of funny, like, you know, running That's a awesome. coffee. Yeah. But running a, you know, a coffee business, you know, and compared to a dental office, it's just like, you know, the, the revenues are just like so low, but you're just like, man, I'm just wonder how, you know, restaurants and coffee shops like make it. But yeah, no, that's, that's kind of like what I've been kind of my, my little project, but between that and just, you know, go, for me, it's like, I like to, I like to work during the week, but man, I like to check out on the weekends. I like to go to the beach and just relax and just, you know, I like being alone or taking walks down the beach, just getting sun, just being healthy, working out. I got a, got a Harley cruise around, you know, just have, have a nice time. But yeah, I think I, I want to live I, the Nathan Coverman life. I, I, I think right. I think right now I'm definitely in a good place and I, I'm just nurturing my relationships with my staff and my doctors. Cause right now I think we have a really good team in place. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just, you know, everyone's like, Oh, you know, why don't you get another office or, you know, I have doctors that are, I mean, approaching me, like knocking my door down saying, you know, I want to retire. I want to kind of do, do your model that you're doing. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm in, a, I'm in a pretty good spot and I don't want to, I don't want to get greedy by any means either. You know? Mm-hmm. So I'm, well, I mean, if you stretch yourself too thin and you're not going to have as much time on your Harley or, you know, mm-hmm. kind of laying around on the beach. Yeah. Damn it. 
Yeah. And drinking, drinking lucky goat coffee. <laughs> right. There you go. So it's lucky. Oh, yeah. Lucky kidding. goat, lucky goat, man. They have Luck- like, I think they have six or seven locations, but they're all around Tallahassee. It's like made in Tallahassee. There's like a thing with Tallahassee. It's all about like, you know, local business and sure. like local, local jobs and local companies. So there's, it's a very prideful community. It's like tight knit, which, mm-hmm. which is, which is kind of nice. So. Well, my my business partner Scott Marquot, who does not listen to the show, maybe he'll listen to this one because it's so FSU centered. Because he is an yeah. FSU alumni and he loves it. Yeah, um, and so I'm a di- I mean, I'm a di- probably very too. familiar with that copy. Yeah, you know, he definitely. Yeah, he definitely is. I'm diehard Seminole man. It's 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 hard times right now, but you gotta you gotta stick it through. You know, Just, well, you, you can't appreciate the good times if you don't have your a team's your time. team, man. Your team's your team. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm you know, I'm born and raised in Tampa, so trust me, I had used to losing. Um, and you stick with it no matter what. Um, and I think FSU is going to be fine. You know, there, there's ebbs and there's flows, you know, yes, always, but there's too much talent in Florida and there's too many smart people down there at FSU. You know, to get it together. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure they're good at, they're probably, you know, Trout, they're probably number one in some sports, it's like water polo. How are they doing there? <laughs> Basketball is actually doing pretty decent this season, so. Yeah. And I know our I know our coach just signed on for another five years, which is good. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah. yeah. So, um, is there anything you're worried about? And like, what keeps you up at night? Uh, women. You know, <laughs> women. Women <laughs> can't live with them. Can't Great live with answer. them. Can't live without them. Right. Huh? But yeah, yeah you know, it's just. Awesome. It, it's, I mean, it's hard to keep them all happy, you know, and then, you know, one flares up at the other, or, you know, everything will be, you always go through, you know, two or three week spurts where everything is just, you know, cherries and roses, but you're always going to, you know, you're always just going to have uh, your, your disagreements between women. You know, there's always amicable solutions, but that's, that's the thing, you know, for me, it, it just kind of irks me. Like I want them all to just like get along, you know, and, and be harmonious together. And sometimes they're not. So I think that's probably like the one thing that that'll kind of stress me out sometimes. Right, right. Yeah, I, I can, I, I can see that. You, mm-hmm. know, you just need to pull the whole Rodney King. Okay, we all just get along. Yeah. yeah, sometimes, sometimes too. I think it, it. I'm not as like ruthless as I should be. You know, I just, I mean, I'm, I, I like my staff. You know, I feel like I have a connection with them. I know them. You know, it's like I'm going to one of my dental assistants' like wedding. You know, in the fall time. So it's like I just have a relationship with all the staff. You know, they always say like, well, you know, you need to be in that that position where, you know, you're disconnected from the offices and like, you know, you're just sitting on the beach and the offices are just churning along. And I don't think it works like that unless you have another partner or an owner that's managing it. You always have to have an owner manager or else things are going to fall apart, you know? So yeah, I think I've just kind of accepted the fact, you know, it's like every once in a while, I just got to show some face and like, you know, be, be, be nice. You'll have some social events with the, with the staff. I mean, it's not the worst thing, you know, to actually like know who your staff, know their names. I, I mean, I'll tell you, it, this is just me. You're only mm-hmm. as good as your people, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so that's that's it. You're only as good as your people. Yeah. Uh, it, I couldn't do anything without my staff, without my team. Mm-hmm. They're awesome. They're smarter than me. I That's what I like to do. You know, mm-hmm. I hire people smarter than me. Not that that's really difficult, but, um, you know, it. that's, the team has to be cohesive. Everybody has to be working in lockstep. That's leadership. You know, that's, that's critical, especially at the stage that I think that you're at and that most of our listeners, if you're a practice owner, you have one, two practices. I mean, for me personally, I've got eight employees. How important is it that you are showing face as you put it, right? Critical. 
You know? at, the, at, the the, at, the, at the end of the day, the staff really, they have to like the owner. They have to believe in the owner. They have to believe in the organization because if they don't, then they're, you know, they're, they're going to want to go elsewhere or they're just not going to be as you know excited or enthusiastic. There's got to be some direct connection there to like, you know, the CEO or the owner. I feel like that's the, almost the excuse me, that's almost like the, the purpose, you know, having a CEO is like, you know, you have to have a figurehead. Right. Well, you know, I'll tell you, it's not this that they believe in you. You need to believe in them. With with that, Nate, is there any other questions, suggestions, feedback that you have that you would like to share um, with our guess, audience today? I guess I guess it would be nice too if like you, if you had any any kind of piece of advice for me because you know I am I'm a young guy and I'm I'm constantly looking for mentorship and I'm constantly looking you know to to pick pick the minds of others. But you've been in this industry for a while, so I guess just any. Any advice you would have for me or somebody that's in my position? Um, yeah, that'd be, that'd be awesome. I think keep doing what you're doing, believe in what you're doing, believe in your people is the best advice that, uh, that, that I have for you right now. You know, everything mm-hmm. else uh, I'll kind of say off the air, um, you know, but uh, we're a resource here. So, you know, anytime. And you are now, by the way, dental business radio alumni. We were having a conversation yesterday about, on one of our other guests uh and you're like oh well that guy was a real badass and i was in my head i was like which one you know everybody <laughs> came on the show has been a real badass so congratulations you are now a badass um <laughs> and i believe you were talking about mark murphy so hey mark yeah. murphy you know we love you um you should sit down and have a cup of coffee with nate you know, yeah mark's, my, you mark's the man i love i love to, i love for him to take his private jet to meet me somewhere <laughs> <laughs> he will so you're, now you're alumni so you're welcome yes sir uh, so with that i'd like to uh wrap up so if anybody wants to get a hold of you right they want to talk to you you have associates you have um anybody that else is you know that needs to reach nathan kupperman how do they do that um so you can just do um n kupperman at mac so that's you know that e- that email Right. And that's NAK Dental Group. So that's Nancy yeah, Apple Kit Kat Dental Group.com. Knack. Yeah. But honestly, too, I mean, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. I'm, I'm so easy to get a hold of. You know, I'm, I'm super responsive. So yes, thank you for teaching me about the Instagram thing. You know, yeah. Instagram, the, the Instagram, 21st century. Instagram, honestly, is that's, that's a, it's a huge thing, you know, especially, you know, you create culture to where, you know, you have all your doctors that are following the Instagram page and you're posting each other's cases and, it's a, it's a good, it's a good way to bring the doctors together. That doctor culture is just so crucial. And I think that's one thing that distinguishes us from a lot of other ones, because I think doctors can become detached sometimes, or they can become lonely, you know, mm. so seeing so, you know, dentistry can be a lonely thing. So it's nice when you, have a group, when you have a group of group of solid docs that are, you know, ethical, you know, su- you know quality driven, and you guys just kind of embrace that culture and just cultivate it. And it just keeps, it just keeps getting better and better. It feels like. That's awesome. Yes, I think yeah, keep doing what you're doing. And you know what? You look like you look so happy, you know, mm-hmm. Nathan, yeah. Nathan government. I want to be Nathan government. Maybe <laughs> think come, to, come to the, come to the beach sometime, man. I'm telling you, Oh, uh, uh, I'm not far away, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back in Florida all the time. So um, with that, uh, let me thank John Ray, our producer, uh, John Ray. Great job today. As John, always. You got a great job, man. I really, really appreciate you, Ray. Thanks, yeah. y'all. Ray. Thanks to y'all. We appreciate Great you, John job. Ray. Um, I didn't make, I didn't bring you into this show as much as I have in the past. <laughs> you didn't pound at any on rate. Me. I, I, go ahead. You got something to say, John? No, you didn't pound on me this time. No, I let it go. I'm in a good I, mood. I wasn't used as the uh, 
bad customer or the bad <laughs> client, right? That that is annoying to the to my dental provider. Yeah, we, like we you used to have a case study last 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 show. Um, you know, he's driving around in his little purple Corvette T tops, you know, with yuck mouth being an a hole and tracking it. Uh, you got to listen to the the previous show with uh, Amal from Patient Prisons. Hilarious. Yeah, you're 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 a vet guy too, John. No, it Pat just made all this up on the fly, so <laughs> not at all, and certainly not a purple one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have anything gets vets, but a purple vet. <laughs> shenanigans yeah. i call shenanigans uh <laughs> yeah well i'm, I'm glad we, i'm glad we can make this happen man yeah. yeah yeah this is great um so uh before we go i gotta thank our sponsor practice quotient ppo analysis and negotiation everybody at practice quotient is a national firm headquartered in georgia with teams throughout well, teams really throughout the southeastern united states but we have clients from Practice Quotient has clients from Anchorage to LA to Miami to New York. Um, and so if you're a top tier doc, you need top tier representation to get top tier compensation, um, PPO analysis and negotiation professional services. Um, so thank you very much to our sponsor, Practice Quotient. Thank you, Nate Kupperman. And thank you, John Ray. And with that, until next time, this is your host, Patrick O'Rourke. <laughs>